Welcome back to the Generated Podcast. Quite a week, quite a week we just had, guys. You know, we got the trade deadline imminent coming up on Wednesday. Um, just two more weeks left in this in this crazy regular season. Uh, fast and furious here. Uh, lots of action last week. Lots of action last week. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, also later, we're going to be joined by Derek Bloomfield and Burke Actug of D Generation Svetch. So really excited to have those guys on there. But before we get to them, uh, let's take a look at what happened last week. First up, Hans Grubauer defeats Forgot About Dry 7-5. to five. Uh, Simon now sits in sixth uh, place after this win. Um, uh, Simon took the seven of the offensive categories, uh, and Dave and Cody took Pims and all the goalie categories. Now, offensively, this was pure domination. Um, uh, I was with Dave during the week, and he was like, Mike, you got to see this. And he showed me his matchup on the week. I think it was Friday or Saturday. But, uh, yeah, it would, the, the, the point totals were 36-7. to 7. Uh, at that stage, which was, I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Um, it finished 49-19, just a monster week for Simon. Um, and, and, you know, for a relatively crappy week for Dave and Cody coming out 7-5, that's not too shabby, actually. Um, for Dave and Cody, for Hagee in Florida, uh, the, uh, the rookie uh, that they picked up this year, had a good year so far. He had another good week. Three goals, one assist, four points, plus three, and nine shots on net. And for Simon, uh, the big performances for him, um, he, he had lots of big performances uh, this week, which we'll get to a little bit later in, the, in uh, this week's top performers. But um, yeah, he his, his goaltending was was significant. Now, while he didn't win any categories, Grubauer continues with his amazing, amazing run. Um, two wins, 1.65 GAA, and 9.36 save percentage. Um, Simon's still rocking all ca- uh, Colorado goalies. An interesting strategy. I'll have to watch that. Um, but yeah, I'm sure Simon's still happy uh, uh, with his victory as he clings to that final playoff spot. Next up, the Palette Cleansers beat Graham Stevens and Elvis is in the building in an upset 6-5. to five. Uh, Graham was sitting in second place and the Palette Cleansers were in second last. Uh, but yeah, it was a tight matchup overall all week. But um, Alex Debrinkat on on the Sunday there, uh, he scored two goals to tie that category and eke out the victory for the Palette Cleansers. Um, Graham's avalanche combo of Landeskog and Rantanen continue to produce, combining for nine points. And uh, also Clayton Keller chipped in for him with five points as well, including a GWG. Um, but yeah, the Palette Cleansers take down Graham six to five. Next up, we have Mr. Saturday Night versus Ashkenazim Kadri uh, in another upset. Um, now, Jay was going into this matchup in seventh place and really fighting for his playoff life. Really needed to bring the heat this week, Jay. But Clarky lays the boom and takes down Jay 10 to 2, likely putting a dagger. In uh, the Pokemon's fantasy hopes. And, and vaulting Clarky actually passed Jay and into that seventh spot. Uh, and in their matchup, Jay took goals and game winners. And uh, Clarky, you took the rest of all the categories in your 10 2 win. 
for Clarkie, his keeper, Chris Letang, had a good week. A goal, four assists, and uh, three of those points were on the power play. And for Jay, Alex Ovechkin, surprise, surprise, keeps keeps producing. Four goals and an assist. Uh, one of those goals was a game winner. He also had 11 shots. Now, Ovi, surprisingly, didn't have a power play point, but he did have a plus six. So a pretty good week all around for the Hall of Famer. Um, but yeah, Clark Key takes down Jay, 10-2. Next up... We have my matchup, Suck My Kakinen versus Stack of Chips. Now, normally, um, you know, most other years, you go up against Stack and Chips, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. But, uh, God, right in the basement this year, our, our commissioner sits, and uh, I took advantage by crushing a Mamola 9 to nothing. Uh, he tied me in goals, wins, and shutouts, but I took every other category. Um, Mammon had a decent week overall. I just had a little bit of a better one. Um, for me, um, Brian Rust, he was real good in Pittsburgh. He had three goals, two assists, five points, uh, game winner, and 11 shots on net. And for Momola, Evgeny Kuznetsov doing the bird dance, uh, he was pretty good. He had three goals, two assists, five points, a plus six, similar to his pal Ovechkin. Uh, he had a game winner as well as nine shots on net. But uh, yeah, for me that that uh, that launched me up into a tie for second place and the bye with Graham, and it really cemented Josh Mammon down in the final twelfth spot in our league. And now, uh, the Degenerated Podcast is proud and happy to welcome Degeneration Svetch. Hello, guys! Welcome to the Degenerated Podcast. Thanks for having us, Mikey. Very happy to be here, Mike. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. You know, after uh, after all the talk last week of the lost episode, and there's just been, there was just been han- so much hankering to get you guys back on. You know, we got to give the people what they want here. Well, and let's hope we get some great uh, reviews and ratings for this episode too. I think we will. I think we will. So, so, so we just went over. Uh, I just went over the matchups of last week. Uh, lots of moving and shaking um, going on, and we'll get into that a little bit. But uh, let's hear about you. Oh, was matchup. there was there movement? <laughs> there was a, there's a couple. Oh, there's a couple oh. places jumped around. There was a little bit of. There was I, some stuff. I didn't notice. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> you didn't notice that? Okay. You could bring up your league standings page later. Don't do it now. You know we're right in the middle of this thing here. But, um, but yeah, you guys won last week. Eight to four. Uh, how, why don't you break it down for us? How, how, uh, how'd that go, uh, DB? Who are some of your uh, who who are some of your better players, and how'd the week go for you? Uh, well, I think when it comes to like playing to our strengths, we just tend to outscore our problems, mm. and that was pretty much the case last week. <laughs> Like Tom Wilson, we picked up the week before from DP and Codes, and he comes through in two games for us. I think he had, what, three points? I think we had four guys with three points apiece, so it's well spread out. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, you guys were uh, sort of funny. We were joking midweek about, like, your your, uh, your lack of we'll, – we'll get into your goaltending later. But you said your plan was to just win all the offensive categories and then whatever, just punt the goalie categories and win 8-4 throughout the playoffs. And then you did it this week. 
So well, far, so good. So far, so good. <laughs> I mean, the one bonus part that threw me for a loop was we were actually plus something in the plus minus category. Oh. Like we we'll, we'll win seven of the categories and then check the plus minus and we're like, oh, you know, minus seven. But uh, yeah, I think it starts with like what plus fourteen, probably plus our plus, highest. Yeah, plus seventeen. Doof had a minus eight. Um, yeah, and you and for, for the record, minus seven would be a great week for us. <laughs> You'll take that. <laughs> oh, I would. I'll take that all day. That's only a minus one per day. Like that's actually pretty. That's pretty close to even, right? Yeah. Brentford's alone is good for like dash three every game. No doubt, no doubt. But yeah, you, you guys, uh, like I said, took down all the offensive categories. I guess uh, just nipped them, uh, nipped Dufa in uh, power play points there. But um, yeah, he took the goaltending cat, cat for you. I was uh, pretty worried actually going into Sunday. He had a pretty good roster going. Oh, really? And Yeah, I, I thought he was going to kind of chip away at some of our lead, but uh, luckily he didn't. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Well, um, yeah, you guys stay in first place. Congratulations. Uh, two, two more weeks left. Two more weeks left. Uh, and now, you know, it's, it's kind of the general consensus among the league that you guys are, are the favorite to win this whole thing. I mean, like going into the season, you guys had the most draft capital, um, you, you, which you parlayed into uh, adding Austin Matthews to uh, add him to your, your very good core of young, talented keepers. And, and then, like you alluded to there, Derek, you guys made some trades, adding Wilson, Marc-Andre Fleury, Pionk, um, and, and, and Johnny Goudreau there. And, you know, like you guys have been at the top of the table all year. Uh, you currently sit nine points up uh, on second. Now, what Dave Paris wants to know from the mailbag is uh, which two teams are you most afraid of challenging you for the trophy? That's a good question. DB, you want to handle this one? Yeah, yeah. maybe uh, DB. We'll, st- we'll start with you. You can give me one, then Bert, you can yeah. give me someone else. Uh, Actually, like, if we were to do – it's too bad we didn't do the uh, post-draft analysis then, Mike, because the mm-hmm. way the way the standings are this year was how yeah. I kind of seen it. And honestly, the one that makes me the most nervous would be you. And the reason being, Ooh. you – like, honestly, though, honestly, like, how long were your players not performing at all? Like, Mika – as like other than yeah. playing Philly, other than playing Philly, like he still doesn't perform. Uh, he's so, got like what three quarters of his points playing against the Flyers, but yeah. yet you're 50, still sec- yet you're second. Yeah, yeah, I had a pretty, I would say, less than ideal first six weeks of the season, especially month, and then to, and then uh, just the last month things are starting to pick up, and it's really the Rangers. Um, but yeah, Zabinajad sort of making up for that. If he can continue that a little bit throughout the rest of the year, I'll be quite happy. If he wants to take the first half of the year off next year as well, he can if do you, that. But uh, if the Rangers play up against the Flyers the last week of the year, I I don't like our chances. Oh God, I would love that. I would love that, especially especially against you guys. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, well, I'll take that as a compliment. I am sitting in second. I am one of those teams. Uh, sitting in second, so so that does make sense. Burke, uh, 
what's another team that that uh, sort of gives you gives you worry? Or is there anyone the, or the heebie-jeebies, if you will? The heebie-jeebies. The ooh, I, I don't match up against him. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll first say like Dufa has a great team. We got lucky because McDavid only played uh, I think one game that whole week. Oh, uh, you know, so uh, you know he can do some damage if McDavid's going. Um, Simon's got a great team. He probably came closest to beating us this year. Smoll's a great team, but uh, I think Grammy's team is very, very good. And I would say that uh, his squad has me quaking in my boots a little bit. And he made some great moves too. Yes, and he has really been the other team that's been at the top of the top of the table and flirting with first place and either first or a buy pretty much all year for, uh, for him until, until right now. Well, he's still tied for the, for, uh, for a second, but yes, I agree. I agree. All right. Okay. Well, there you have it, Dave. You, they're scared of me and Grammy. Good stuff. Good stuff. Now, um, funny thing about my team and compared to your team, uh, you guys are undefeated this year. You haven't lost a week all year. Is that correct? Oh, really? No. What? <laughs> is that true? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is true. Uh, you tied a couple of weeks, but but no, you, you haven't taken a loss yet. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, you know, it, it would be nice to, to keep that going. Uh, at some point, I think our luck's going to run out. Um, hopefully not in the playoffs. Hopefully before then. But, uh, you know. We got to take care of uh, Tony and and, uh, Corey Corey here this week and uh, take care of, I think, Jay next week. So we'll see. One week at a time, huh? One week at a time. One week at a time. Well, after I saw that and was very impressed with that for you, I was like, hey, I wonder how I've done in my matchup. I've only won four out of ten of my matchups. And And you're in second place. Isn't that crazy? That's actually. I would argue. I would argue that's, that's even good. more impressive. That's hard to do. That's not good though. I'd much rather have your situation because all we got to do in the playoffs is win the week, right? So. So are you pretty much losing like six five or and winning ten one sort of thing or what? Pretty much, yeah. That's... Like my losses, yeah. My losses are are six, yeah, six five, seven four. There's a couple ties in there, and then and then my wins have just been big ones. So. Hey, whatever works, right? But, geez. Um, okay, like that right. so, that's right. That's right. So I'm knocking on the door, boys. I'm, 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 I'm coming after you. Now, well, let's, let's not go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, now, let's, let's get into the trades a little bit. Um, I want to talk about the Mark andre Fleury, Neil Pionk, and Tom Wilson won first. Um, maybe, maybe uh, DB, why don't you sort of summarize the trade, what went the other way, and kind of how it came about? Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, we got Flurry, uh, Wilson, Pionk for uh, our first and third next year. And uh, two guys. Uh, who, who are the two? I can't even remember. Two guys, yeah, two, Brian two, two, yeah, bro, yeah. Oh, yeah, Brian Elliott. Oh, and Paul. And, and Justin Falk. Yeah, Brian. Well, yeah, Folk is Folk is good. Brian Elliott is Burke's favorite guy. Yeah. Uh, Love him. 
Love them. Love them. The fun, the thing about it was we were going back and forth about uh, not trading our first. Like we were adamant, we're not going to trade our first. We don't need to trade our first. We we're you know we were mm-hmm. first or You're second good. or third all year, and you know that you. Even though you're winning, you kind of take a deep dive into what you're doing well and what you're not. And oh wow, look, we're we're the last in every single goalie category. So mm-hmm. okay, we need to fix that. Uh, so we were just kind of knocking on doors here and there, like s- people who are hovering around the bottom and seeing who are sellers. And I mean, there weren't a lot of those goalies that we were super interested in, except Flurry and Flurry. Like Vesna Caliber has been pushed one of the top three goalies all year. So immediate mm-hmm. immediate interest for us. And when I think it was DP, he connected with us when they're losing, I think two weeks ago, or was it the end of, yeah, like the end of not last Around week before. There. Yeah. And uh, Burke and I were like, yep, this is, this is who we want. They obviously were going to want it first and considering like how this year was going to essentially our first this year was going to be probably chances are likely your next keeper, that eighth keeper. We mm-hmm. really wanted that value. So um, Tom Wilson was someone I like both Burke and I love, and he'd just been like crushing it before he got suspended for seven games. So we thought maybe we'd be able to capitalize on him, not uh, rising up the ranks and Pionk, we needed yeah. another D man. So um yeah, we offered the first, and uh, we're willing to throw in a third for the next year. And they kind of thought about it, and uh, it kind of came together pretty quick like that. Hmm. 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 Yeah, Flurry. Maybe I, I mean Hall of Fame. Like he's a Hall of Famer for sure. Uh, but this might be his best statistical year of his career. I don't know that for sure, but it might be. And I also yeah, don't he's, think he's killing it. I don't think Flurry's ever been nominated for a Vesna, has he? I don't think so either. Maybe Jay Elliott would know for sure. Definitely hasn't won one. He definitely. No, I know he has. I don't think he's ever been nominated for. I believe that. That I put my money on that. But but yeah, he's in the running this year. What about you? Like, what's your thoughts on Laner coming back? What like uh, how how did you sort of come to grips with that, or do you think it's going to be Flurry's crease because he played so well all year? I think yeah, well, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's a concern, um, but uh, you know I don't think Flurry would be made available if you know that situation wasn't there. Um, yeah, you know even though he's old as shit these days, probably younger than all of us, but mm-hmm. you know in relative terms he's old as shit, and yeah. uh, you know I I would say he's still proving that he's got some keeper potential. I mean, I, worst yep. case scenario, try to trade him to JE in the off season. <laughs> well, probably works. Yeah, you, you know, you, you know, he can't say no to Mark Andre Fleury. Of um, yeah, but like, even if I think Laner comes back, and well, I think he's already back, but but uh, if they if they split the starts, right, you're still getting two yeah, quality exactly. Vegas starts a week that are going to help your statistics um you know as long as they'll they'll help your ratios and they'll and they're likely to be to turn into wins so i think it's a pretty good trade and having and will having will pick up 
yeah, having Shesterkin back and, and Lankinen playing well. So, you know, hopefully our goaltending is going to be turning around here. Yeah, yes. Okay, um, moving on to the to another trade that you made. Um, now, did, I got to ask, did you guys uh, happen to catch si- uh, Simon Lawrence on, on last week's podcast? I did. You did. You did. Okay, so, so, so what did you guys think of the Oreo cookie story and Johnny Gaudreau? Johnny Oreo, as we can call him now. Um, it made me. It made me love them even more. How do you not love a drunk that wants to eat Oreos in a bar, and 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 has the courtesy to ask the bartender if he can? <laughs> That's he's just good manners. <laughs> you know, like if he's just eating them but without asking, that's kind of like local. That's just rude. Yeah. <laughs> rude. God, yeah. God, he's polite. What a guy. What a guy. Hey, uh, Simon wants to know, this is from the mailbag again. Simon wants to know if you guys can eat a whole bag of Oreos in one sitting in order to negate the trade and have Baxter back. Oh, I could easily do that. Are you kidding me? And to get Baxter back? You want Baxter back? No. Uh, don't. Um, nah. Well, eh. Dude, you, got so, you got so caught up in, how, in eating a full bag of Oreos. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. All the I question is, can you eat a whole bag of Oreos? Yeah, that's, that, that was the question I heard, That you thought that I could. Actually, can we just can we just declare that was a question and avoid the second part of it? Like, yeah. can you eat a whole think, bag of Oreos? I think Burke might be eating Oreos right now. <laughs> oh, that's later. That's later. <laughs> Oh man, oh that's funny. That's funny. Okay, uh, back to the mailbag for you. Um, oh no, but uh, before we go to the mailbag, I've got hey, I've got a question too. Lot, uh, lots of mailbag questions, but I have some myself. I, I want to know how it feels for you guys. Like, does it feel weird this time of year not trying to acquire draft picks? Absolutely. DB um, wants to sell no matter what, though. <laughs> like you're just. Like, it must be strange. Like, not like it's been a lot of years in a row that, that, that you've been uh, sellers um, at the deadline, and even and you've been out of it even before. You've been sellers I, earlier than the deadline for a couple of years. So, um, yeah, I can't get out of the different. routine. I can't get out of the routine. Like, it's just instinct for me to show show Burke like articles of guys from the cave who are like 18 and like SHL. And just, oh, we can get him in the second round. And Burke's like, dude, we're in first. Why, why, are, we, why are you looking at this? You, you, I'm not to talk too far out of school here, but it's okay. Just a girl here. Uh, you did offer me, or no, you said something along the lines of, what, uh, what would you give us for, for, for player A, B, and C? And I was so fucking confused by it. I was like, <laughs> are they... Don't they are they trying to win? Like, do they want draft picks? What's going? What is happening here? I think that's it. I think DB, uh, you were just you're just used to being in cell mode. That's it. The last few years have broken our brains a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back. Um, okay, okay, okay. Well, Josh Mammon wants to know. Uh, back to the mailbag again. Um, he he says, uh, Burke Derek. You had one of the best drafts in recent memory. Who do you feel like was your best pick of the draft? Let's go to you first, Bear. Uh, Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I'm going to go with 
Max Pacioretty. you're ready. Um, in the first I, round? Yeah, I know I, I know he was in the first round, but we actually had a pick before that. We took Wheeler. And if I could, right. you know, redo the draft all over again, I would probably take Pacioretty in that spot. Like, he's just been unbelievable this year. Like, yeah, you know, he, uh, he got put back on my team and he said, you know what, Burke? Thanks. Yeah, I think that's what, that might have been what, what had him re-spire, like rekindle his mojo. Yeah, he, you he know, knew like, that I cut him loose and I think that, you know, hurt him a little bit. But it's okay, we made up now. He's had a weird career arc. Like, do you remember when he, like, first of all, he had his back broken by Zidane Chara when he was like <laughs> he did, yeah. <laughs> that is not a nice thing to have happen and by a massive like uh like a giant of a man uh and then he comes back with pretty damn good and but then really like had like maybe three four years of subpar years oh, yeah we had him we had him for two of those years so that was fun yeah and then his, his first like, season in Vegas was awful yeah, that was no good. That was like he's done. I thought, really. And yeah, we uh, kept him instead of uh, Matthew Kachuk that year, and I really regretted that one. Oh, painful, painful. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. But uh, D- uh, DB, who is uh, who is your favorite draft pick? Maybe other than Patches. Well, I was going to say Patches also, but right. uh, I. Okay. But honestly, I think the the constant rebuilder in me. Uh, we'll say Caprizov. The most no. electrifying man in sports entertainment. He does look good, Caprizov, huh? Honestly, oh, he's like he's, he's hockey player. a highlight reel. Constantly, uh-huh. like every time we're, we're uh, seeing a game, he's doing something with that puck. And honestly, if he had like a centerman just to kind of work with, Mm-hmm. Or someone who could feed off uh, finish the feeds that he's making, like the amount of like around the back, the dangles, like he his his whole thing is very like you know the spinorama backhand pass, and it's Incredibly. a laser, yeah, like it's a he, laser. So he needs someone who can finish that. He'd be an Apple machine. Yeah, I I totally agree. He he reminds me all like he like he's flashy, like he does like those spinorama things and like the. The, I, I mean, toe drag is pretty routine for, for most guys these days, but he's just got like, he just does like those extra little fancy moves, but he does them well. And I think it, that, it, that the defenders are freaked out by him because they tend to yeah. like, give him a lot of room. And they're just, and he just seems to fucking do what he wants out there. It's impressive. But, it makes uh, yeah, for... the, the Minnesota Wild are exciting, and I, I don't think that's ever been said in history. Yeah, that's, it does feel weird. To, to, yeah. to, to want to want to turn on those games. Manon after the question, he uh he said no. If they don't say Kaprizov, I'll be completely shocked. So there I, you go, man. I, I actually wanted to give that one to D B because that was all him. He was like, oh, We gotta nice, get this guy. That's a nice combination, right? Burke, you, you get to give patches the props from from back in the day and then uh, uh D B the new lifeblood of your franchise internally, you know, is Gets to talk about the new lifeblood of your franchise. Of our franchise, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, so it's perfect. All right, cool. Well, uh, my favorite pick of uh, of your draft was uh, Cam Talbot. 
God, that was a great pick of yours. <laughs> Wasn't it? You know God, what, Mikey? What, I was what's the next question in the mailbag? Yeah. <laughs> He's having a hell of a year. Next. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Momola wants to know who, uh, who your internal MVP is this year. I mean, it's got to be Austin 316. The guy's a machine. Uh, you, you agree, DB? If it's not. Uh, I'd probably say yes with a close second going to Evander Kane. Oh, yeah. Evander oh, yeah. Kane's been an absolute machine. Fantasy beast. Yeah, he, yeah. he, he, goes, he goes under the radar. He, um, it's interesting, Mammon. He's one of the only people that writes in the mailbag and he answers his own question. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> he says, Who would you say has been the MVP this season? And then he says, Hint, or here's, open here's the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> hint, hint, they traded three first-rounders for him. I just want to hear them say it to, to wind Clarky up and put him on tilt. And then, and then have him justify in trading Matthews for Koskinen, Mrazek, and Sorokin. Three players he might not even keep. <laughs> so this is a very... Demarins have lost his ticket to Clarky through the middle. sounds <laughs> really angry at Clarky for some reason. <laughs> Oh, so Using us so as a vessel for his anger. <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> giving the giving the right answer. <laughs> oh, my oh my god! Uh, Was the answer sufficient enough for him? Is what we'll need to clarify. Like, did yeah, we give I, enough? I guess we'll find that out later. I guess we'll. Yeah, I think that passes the test for him. But um, okay, okay. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, we talked about some of the positives of your team. Um, and, you know, this is sort of the genesis of why I really wanted you guys to come on the podcast because you mentioned something uh, that I thought you should share with the whole league. Uh, but, but really, um, who's been, who has been your biggest disappointment this year? Not to lead the witness. Can't, can't think of one, sorry. <laughs> DB, do you want to handle this one? Uh, yeah, Mike, I'd love to. Uh, yeah. Um, like, let me be first to say, I understand it's, it's fantasy hockey and, and it's, you know, not the end of the world, but honestly, I don't think I could hate a kid that has zero effect on my personal life more than Carter Hart. Just a heat. That sounds like a visceral, like honestly, like first for at least a month now. I've been begging Burke to drop him and like just sell him for anything, anything for the love of God. Like when we dropped Josh Anderson, I Uh was at I was adamant that someone was going to pick him up, which happened today, but was going to claim be claimed on waivers and. Burke was stating mm-hmm. that's not going to happen, and I mm-hmm. I wagered. I was like, "All right, well, sure. If it does happen, then you got to drop Carter Hart." Like I I was just finding anything, <laughs> anything to for find, him to, to just find drop. leverage, any wow. leverage to get rid of him. It was he's so bad. He's hot, hot garbage, and I I just I have no patience for the guy. Jesus, okay. Well, well, he has been absolutely terrible. He is the worst uh, goalie in the NHL. Uh, yeah, and he plays a lot. 
Do you want to know who's ranked just below him? Yes, I do. Logan O'Connor. Who? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Exactly. Um, it's pretty rare to, to be a starting goaltender in the NHL and have a GAA over four. But uh, a 404 GAA and an 869 save percentage. Like that. Yeah, you you rounded up at 900. It's fine. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Burke, I'll give you a chance to, to, to defend uh, the young netminder here a little bit. He um, has no defense. There's no defense. Ask him why I, he won't trade him. I, yeah, I think he's been great, personally. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. He's Delusional. Delusional. So, so uh, yeah, you you obviously do not want to draw for a trade Carter Hart. And, and, and what's your sort of reasoning there? Uh, well, I think he is the future of Canadian goaltending. Mm-hmm. I think Philly is dog shit this year. I, I don't know how much Philadelphia Flyers you've watched. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Especially lately, they've sucked. They might be the worst coach team in the NHL. AV has just lost it. Oh, yeah. And they've got four more years with that guy at five mil per. Uh, he's still handsome. He's still handsome, though. Right, Josh? He's still handsome. And, you know, I'll always remember 2011. But uh, yeah. I, I think but. that's a team that maybe he's lost. Um, mm-hmm. because, you know, they're giving up so many odd man rushes, so many breakaways. And, you know, that's fine when you've got a Luongo or a Lundquist in net, but uh, a 22-year-old kid probably shouldn't be facing that. Having said that, I mean, you know, goalie's got to make a save. Uh, and, and he hasn't been. But I will say this, based on his save percentage, statistically, mm. he's stopping yep. more pucks than he's letting in. <laughs> that's true there's glass half full what and do you, think about you that? Really can't ask for more than that <laughs> take that Derek Bloomfield you know I thought Derek Bloomfield was going to just have like these facts and statistics to support his position yeah, here's, here's a... <laughs> but hey Burke you, you came hitting hard there want to know actually <laughs> you want to know what else I, I, I've also played with yeah. you know a goalie who is legally blind who stopped more shots than he than you let in. So I that's that that doesn't hold water for me. Let's get him on our fantasy team. <laughs> is he available next draft? <laughs> you know what he might be. He can be our goalie expert. Is he in the HL somewhere? Um. Wow. Uh, okay. Well, well. Well. Hey. That 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 sort of leads to a, a question from Graham from the mailbag. You I'll take anything how- for him. <laughs> Grant wants to know how you guys work through through disagreements and how a, a final decision gets made. Um, we kind of just don't wind up making decisions. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, but like the, Carter Hart is probably the first real argument we've had in our career. Uh, yeah, that's that's true. The, that this would be the only one we've had so far. Yeah, that, and that would be straight on opposite sides of the fence. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, if someone wants to come with a compelling offer for Carter Hart, I'm always willing to listen. Sure. That's your but, job. But I know his value, and I know you guys know his value. So, mm-hmm. you know, no no one's going to overpay for him right now. And MR, uh, MR. Uh, what, mm-hmm. 
what's what's to, to you what's what's Carter Hart's value? Fuck, I he'd be yeah, hard exactly. To, he'd be hard to to fucking keep. And like like the thing is, he would almost be better for you if he well he was if, if like he had like a a long term injury and was just like tore his ACL in like January. That would be a better outcome. And then at least he doesn't hurt your team. And then maybe, you know, in the rehab, you kind of get a fresh start next year. But he just keeps going out there. And he just keeps, he seems to be getting worse. It's not He just good. keeps going out there. And playing <laughs> hockey. Um, now, now, that's what I kind of wanted to, to, to get to. You, uh, Burke, you mentioned something about, uh, about your plans for Carter Hart for the rest of the year with the league. Do you want to share with everyone in listener land, what's uh, what you guys are going to do? Yeah, he's he's riding the pine. He's done. He's done for the year. He's Was that, down for the year. Is that part of the compromise, DB? Did you're like fine if if we're not going to trade him or drop him, then we can't fucking play him. Yeah, that that was honestly like he was holding firm that we weren't trading Carter Hart. So, but then again, you're talking about me with numbers. I kept on every day asking Burke where we're at in the goalie categories and he'd say still bottom three. So as long as we're still bottom three, Carter Hart's not playing. Yeah. All right. Well, well, he's out. We'll see. We'll see if you guys can hold on to that. I don't know. What if they're like, what if Philly's playing Buffalo in the, they in the final Buffalo week? Tonight and they almost lost. <laughs> they did almost lose, but Buffalo managed to lose their 18th in a row. Setting a record. That's, so that, that's a new one for us, but yeah, the uh, that that shows how bad Buffalo is. They can't even beat Philadelphia. I, I will say, if Hart was in net, Buffalo would have won. If Hart was in net, Buffalo would have won. I would have, yeah. That's, hey, they went to OT. God, yeah, that's a that, that's a tough one. You know, Carter Hart, like compared to, I mean, you guys are lucky that uh, I shouldn't say lucky. You, you skillfully added. Lankanen off waivers um, and he's turned into a real nice surprise for you but talk about opposite sorts of dudes um, well you know what Carter- Burke found him too Burke found him and that's the thing so we're going to keep Carter Hart for Lankanen uh, uh, like that's an incredible find who he's 25 he's young he's getting absolutely crushed with shots every night and he's delivering uh-huh. so we're going we're going to end up losing him for nothing potentially and we're but that's okay. We've got Carter Hart. And, and and don't worry. You guys can argue all off season about. Don't worry. We will. <laughs> good, good the angriest good person who's ever been in first place. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait for it. I can't wait for it. Okay. We're sh- well, we're shifting out of our fantasy league and staying in hockey a little bit. A couple questions for you guys. Uh, Burke, I know uh, you watched the new Mighty Ducks movie on, on Friday there. I uh, wanted to hear what your take was on it. Yeah, it, um, I think I told you this. It, it reminded me a lot of Cobra Kai. Like, mm. It's kind of yeah. cheesy, but there's some really funny parts. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was okay. I really like the the, the dude from uh, Letter as the coach. Yeah, was he good? Yeah, he was pretty funny in it. He, he's got some pretty good lines. Um, yeah, overall, I'd say it's probably worth a watch. Um, what? Yeah, it's not like there's much out there these days, so why not? That's true. That's true. Um, I've got a 
you guys uh, know my friend Wayne Chang uh, from California. Uh, Chinese guy. Quick funny no story. <laughs> Wayne Chang, Chinese guy. Yeah, shocking. Um, yeah, this is like God, maybe 2002, and we're uh, we're we're at the Foggy Dew, just uh, late night Foggy Dew, and and and, and Wayne's up from. He's visiting in the summer or something, and he, and he looks across the bar and he's like, "Mike, I think I see Kenny Wu from Mighty Ducks 2. <laughs> like, just, like he's like kind of like foggy, putting one hand over one eye, and I look across the bar and uh, I see that it's Justin Wong, the uh, and it was Kenny Wu from Mighty Ducks 2. So so I learned something that day. Uh, I I I learned that my Chinese friend had. Uh, he, he he had like a radar for for Asian actors, right? He's Number one, it, yeah. it, it, it's not well. I'm, I'm, I mean, Asian Americans are still not probably that well represented in film and TV, but a lot more than they were back then. That's for sure. And uh, and, and yeah, and, and then not only did I uh, um, say say yes, it was Kenny Wu, but I went over and introduced Wayne to him because I used to play hockey with Justin back at Steve Fair in the day before he actually went to film uh, D2 there. So um, nice little Mighty Ducks connection there. Um, uh, how but yeah. How did his career do after that? Sorry? How did his career do after that? Uh, <laughs> less, I think he turned into a DJ. So what is that? Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um Nah, okay. Uh, shifting, Derek. I think the last time we had you on here, um, uh, maybe this was the Lost Podcast, or maybe it, was it would have been the Lost that. Podcast. Yeah, it, it might have been. But but uh, but we talked a little bit about your wedding, and yeah. uh, uh, DB got married uh, in times of COVID, and and uh, Burke uh, Burke was at the wedding, of course, being your your heterosexual life partner, Derek. Uh, Burke was there, and I, and and Burke's uh, claim was, "Hey, it wasn't that weird." Well, so that was a nice compliment, I thought. Uh, the non-weird COVID wedding. Um, but uh, what I'd like to know, Derek, is uh, how has married life been uh, since uh, since getting married, and any changes, or or or, or how is it? You want to know what's the best test of a marriage? Uh, Tell me. A pet, a pandemic. Oh, yeah, the, pande- the pandemic the, stress test. It, the, the pandemic stress test in the apartments with one bedroom, uh, <laughs> it's, it, it is really going to show whether you make it or break it. Mm, and how has it been? Uh, well, not it broken yet. Like, <laughs> it sounds like I might have bench a couple times. You, you know, it's just a little bent, <laughs> little bent yeah, on the legs, yeah. but otherwise we're standing sturdy. Yeah, well, that's good to hear. I think, yeah, I think you'd be sort of, I think it's just natural that like any Absolutely. people that sort of cohabitate a small space and are forced to spend that much time together are going to. How's the married life over there, though? How's the married oh, life over there? Oh, my, my marriage is fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. For Chelsea's sitting on the couch looking at me there. So. No, nobody. <laughs> is fantastic. Stop <laughs> Uh, yeah, like, um, n- no, it's been great. It really has a, the marriage doesn't really add a lot of change, it's not that different for me. I don't know. For, no, all kidding aside, it's, it's the same for us as well. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, the one thing about it that that is legit, legitimately, 
like bothersome is we're in a small space. So when we weren't allowed to go anywhere, you can't really go anywhere. You know, we're kind of restricted like that, but no, it's, it's been pretty much the same. Got it. Got it. Well, well, one thing that would change it, um, Dave Paris writes in in the mailbag and uh, he wants to know DB where you guys are with the idea of having children. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I honestly, I think, Mike, you and I have had that that conversation as being kind of the newlyweds in the in the group and uh, mm-hmm. thinking about the you know the the children's children's perspective and when that's going to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. We're just, we're both trying to solidify uh, like permanent positions. We're both like in temporary positions, and mm-hmm. so when you're in like a union structure, you want that that permanent. So then you can slack off for 20, 25 years without concern. So, the yeah, dream. that's the dream. The <laughs> yeah. dream. Yeah. So, I got you. I, I got you. And, and your wife's a little bit younger, too. So you guys she is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. By, you know, by a decade. Yeah. So, yeah. Who's counting? Who's counting? Um, yeah, I think uh, Dave is, is, one, is like the biggest proponent of, of those of us without kids to have kids. I'd like well, he misery loves company. Is, that that's what that's what I wanted to get some clarification on. Why? Why is he? Yeah. Is he wants us to share in on the joy or the opposite? No, it's, it's awesome waking up at six a.m. and constantly <laughs> tired. It's the best. Dirk, uh, you uh, when we we're talking about doing the podcast tonight, you said you that it had to be after um, uh, bedtime for the kids. So, like, uh, maybe could you just describe your feeling once bedtime is over for the kids? Oh, it's... it's, it's (laughs) It's First first of all, bedtime is like a 45-minute to an hour process. Okay? Right. I I, I read him three stories. Then I got to spend 10 minutes arguing with him why he can't have another story. And then, <laughs> Which you, you probably could have dusted a story in that ten minutes. And then he gets the night night book, which doesn't count as a story. That's just something he gets every night. Then I have the, the, night, night book. the, the night night book doesn't count as a story. It doesn't count as a story. It's <laughs> separate. It's the night night book. Okay. Yeah. Then then he gets a song. Right now it's uh, House of the Rising Sun by the Animals. <laughs> oh, okay. one. There was a house in New Orleans. In New Orleans, they call it yeah. Rising Sun. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. I lie down beside his bed, mm-hmm. and he demands that I either hold his hand or put my hand on his head until he falls okay. asleep. And he fakes falling asleep so that when I get up, <laughs> he, can bump me. he can be like, hey, where are you going? Like, where the hell do you think you're going? Not we're not done here. We're not done here. We're not even close to done here. And if you try that again, Dad, you're going to have to read the Night Night book again. <laughs> I, was actually, I was actually wondering, like, if you get up, do you have to start the process again? No, 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 like, no. no. There, I can just like back three... down and, and, and he, he has to try to go to sleep again. Um but yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's it keeps me on my toes. The nice thing is he's starting to slowly get into hockey. Uh, he's oh, a pretty nice. good skater now. I'm really That's excited good. about that. 
Well, I have to manipulate them into enjoying it. Beautiful, beautiful. Are there any new sort of developments in uh, in, in the new docu series? Do you think kids gone wild? In what? In it in, in the new Netflix show. Houston kids gone wild. Oh, yeah. Wide yeah. and and and, and are always animals together. It's it's the best. Awesome. I think that's like one of the major cool things about having kids is that you know it affords more hangouts with with the boys now. So yeah, that's kind of cool. Except I got to spend a lot of time with JY. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, you guys want to hang around for uh, last week's top performers? Absolutely. This kid. Kid is a fucking stud. Kid's a fucking beauty. Fucking look at this kid. Fucking love this kid. Kid lights lamp. Hashtag lamp light. Easily lamp. Don't give him too much space, buddy. He'll dangle. He'll dangle all the fucking way to outer space. I don't know. Let's see. Um, all right. First up, uh, we'll go with the defenseman. Okay. Uh, the third best defenseman from last week. He was mentioned previously. Uh, when we did the rundowns uh, from uh, Mike Clark's team, his keeper, and he's got a thing. He's got a thing for Mr. Chris Letang. Uh, a goal, four assists, five points, seven shots on net. Um, not bad. Not bad. Uh, just keeps doing it, eh? He just keeps doing it. If he's healthy, he's good, right? It's yeah. just that's the only thing is that he's not always healthy. Um, speaking of healthy, the second best defenseman from last week is healthy again. Uh, Josh Nielsen's keeper, Mr. Roman Yossi. Uh, goal, uh, three assists, four points. That goal was a game winner. Um, 11 shots on net for Yossi. Um, apparently, yeah. And uh, the best defenseman from last week, woo, uh, Simon Lawrence. Has him, Hans Grubauer, Mr. Adam Fox. What a week. A goal, 10 assists, 11 points, plus three Seven shots on net, seven power play points. He really slid into that Tony Edwards spot quite nicely, didn't he? Oh, yeah. And we don't need to talk about who he got those points on. No. It could have been against any league. It could have been against literally any goalie in the league. Um, now, okay, well, well, let's talk about last week's top forward. Uh, the third best uh, forward from last week belongs also to Simon. Uh, Martin... God, I don't know how to pronounce it. Netchash? Netchash. Uh Four goals, three assists, seven points, plus five. Uh, two power play points and 12 shots on goal. How does it feel, guys, to have a Carolina Hurricane outperform your guys? No, he's riding on Sebastian Ajo's coattails. Is, is he on that line? Yeah, he is. He is they, yeah. they, they've been electric together, man. Yeah. Nice little pickup for Simon. Um, the second best uh, forward from last week. Mr. Ryan Strom, he had one goal, seven assists, eight points, uh, six power play points, 11 shots on net. I forget who those were against as well. Yeah, and uh, the best forward from last week, DB, you mentioned him earlier, uh, from my team, Mika Zibanejad. Uh, four goals, four assists, eight points, plus two, four power play points, and 13 shots on net for Mika. Much so like Kenny Wu, he's also a DJ. Yes, he is. Yeah. It's called um, a segue, Mike. <laughs> very nice. You're a pro in this, in this. God, it's nice. Thanks for that segue, Bert. Uh, now we'll go to goalies. 
Um, the third best goalie from last week. Were any of our goalies on this? <laughs> let me see. Let me scroll down. Let me see where. Where, where was Carter Hart ranked? Tell me. Carter. Carter. Where's the? Is there a way to to, to search this on? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, Carter Hart didn't. Didn't no? crack the uh, top three. No, he was he robbed. He, he could have been anywhere below that. He was probably fourth or fifth. Just, I so. just missed it. Uh, yeah, he must have just missed it. Yeah. Color me surprised. <laughs> Harder fart. Best nickname ever from, from Corey Stewart. <laughs> so uh, third best goalie from last week, Connor Hallibuck, uh for Dave and Cody. Uh, he had three wins um, and let in three goals. And uh, he had a 966 save percentage with, uh, with a shutout. Um, the second best goalie from last week, Guys, this is – you probably didn't want to stick around for this week's conference before here. Well, it's Cam Talbot. Uh, he had three wins as well, one goal against and a 967 save percentage. And the best goalie from last week belongs to Ashkenazim Kadri. Uh, Mike Clark's UC Soros had two goals against, uh, 976 save percentage, Um I'm sorry, 0.67 goals against average, 96 save percentage in a shutout. Um, three wins for UC Soros. So there, so there you have it. Last week's top performers. Shutout again. That's Shout fine. Again. That's okay. That's okay. Well, um, I sure appreciate you guys uh, joining us on the Degenerated Podcast. Thanks very much for for uh, for coming on. Thanks for having us. Thanks for letting me vent there, Mike. <laughs> it was great. It was great stuff. And uh, he's best not of luck. Done either, by the way. What's that? He's not done venting either. I'm sure I'll oh, hear no. he, he's gonna, he's gonna be texting you all night. We, I just fired him up. Anyone who's <laughs> listening, I like draw slide into our DMs. I'll try and accept anything for Carter Hart. <laughs> I might do it. I might do it right after I hang up here. But Please uh, do. Hey, guys, good uh, good good luck to you next week. And uh with the exception of Mike Clark. Good luck to everybody else in Lister Land. And until next time, we go. Are you saying are you saying we're the uh, benefer of this league there, Mr. Maggie? I think we, you guys are the benefer. Of the are we benefer? Oh, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take it. Am I Jay Lowe or am I Ben Affleck? I am an Affleck, um, so.